Mormonism 101, a book by Mormonism Research Ministries, Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson, has helped many who want to understand what separates Mormonism from the Christian faith. Mormonism 101 is available at your favorite Christian bookstore or online at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, we hope you enjoy this repeat broadcast. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Last week, we did a series looking at a book written by a lay member in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a man by the name of Charles Abbott. The book was titled Immersion in Mormonism. And as I mentioned last week, we don't often examine books written by lay members because... As even Mormons would admit, they don't carry a lot of authority when it comes to the rest of the LDS Church. But it's not bad sometimes to look at what some of these lay members are saying because it reflects what they personally believe. And I think that's important if we want to get a well-rounded understanding of the LDS people. Now, if you listen to last week's show, you probably realize very quickly that we were somewhat critical of some of the things that Charles Abbott was saying. And I really had no intention of going any longer than five days on a particular series regarding that book. But as we got to the end of the book, we find that Charles Abbott seems to spend a considerable amount of ink trying to defend the Mormon faith by comparing unique understandings in Mormonism to what he thinks were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, a lot of the research that he included was not original. He gets it from another man, a man by the name of Dennis K. Brown. Now, Dennis K. Brown was a temple president in the Denver area. And as far as we know, he really has no serious credentials regarding any type of study in the Dead Sea Scrolls. But what makes it, I guess you could say, somewhat bothersome for us is how, and I can understand why Mormons would want to gravitate towards just about anything and anybody that might provide some sort of faith-promoting material, because there's not a lot out there for Mormons. So to see, for instance, an alleged parallel between what is in the Dead Sea Scrolls and what Mormons are led to believe, I could see that would be very inviting to a Latter-day Saint. But the question is, Are there really parallels between the two? I looked at some of the things that Charles Abbott said, and you looked at some of the things that Charles Abbott said, and we looked at each other and went, wait a minute, I don't remember that being mentioned by any scholar that I know of regarding the Dead Sea Scrolls. Where is Mr. Brown getting this information, and why would Mr. Abbott think that Mr. Brown was telling something that was truthful and could be verified? So we wanted to take a few days here to look at that portion of Mr. Abbott's book and look at what he gleaned from Mr. Brown's book on this subject and then compare what they are saying with the opinions and research of a 
genuine scholar, one of which that we're going to cite quite readily would be Dr. Randall Price from Liberty University, as well as Jody Magnus, who is a well-known archaeologist. We're going to be talking about a lot of information during this next week, Bill, and if anybody is really interested in this topic, we do have an article, just like we wrote one on Charles Abbott's book. This is going to be on our website, mrm.org slash Dead Sea Scroll Doctrine. Dead Sea Scroll Doctrine has hyphens between each of those words. And so if you're interested in what we're talking about this week, I encourage you to go there because there's a lot more there. I think it's over 30 pages worth of material. But I think we need to talk a little bit about the Dead Sea Scrolls and the whole location of Qumran which is on the northwest side of the Dead Sea, the very top there. You and I have been there, Bill, a number of times. I I think I've been there eight or nine times. It's It's a great place to go and to understand more about these scrolls. But we know a lot about them. I mean, as far as the first cave that was discovered was, they say, in 1947 by young Bedouin shepherds. And then once it was discovered that uh, there had been scrolls found in the cave one, they call it, including the great scroll of Isaiah, then Bedouin shepherds started to go through the hills. There, there's gold in them there hills, is how I think the attitude was. And, uh, and so then the scholars realized that this was something important too. So between 1947 and 1954, there were 11 total caves that were found by both the Bedouin and the archaeologists. The Bedouin found more. I think they found six and the archaeologists found five. But we have most of those scrolls available to us. And today, you have the opportunity to purchase a book that will have the translation in English from all of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So this is not a mystery as to what these are about. But the most important scrolls, there were 930 found, Mm -hmm. but the most important for Christianity would be the 230 scrolls of all of the books of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, except for the book of Esther. And so we have a record of all of the other books. What happened with the scrolls is they had been left behind because the Roman army had come in AD 68 when they were going after the Jewish uh, people because of their revolt against Rome and destroyed Jerusalem later in AD 70. But they left all their scrolls behind. My theory is that many of them went to Masada and a few years later committed suicide with everybody else. And the reason I think that is because these scrolls would have been valuable and yet nobody ever came to get them back until they were first discovered in 1947. So this was what uh, William F. Albright called the greatest biblical discovery of all time. And I don't think he's far off from that because this really helped us to be able to look at those 230 scrolls, including the entire scroll of Isaiah, and to compare that with the earliest texts we had before then, which would have been from the 10th or 11th century, called the Masoretic text. And we bridge the gap by a thousand years, and what the scholars have determined is that the Dead Sea Scrolls, predating by a thousand years, and what the Masoretic text had There were very few differences. And in fact, what differences there were were usually grammatical. And when there was any kind of a difference, it usually helped us to better understand what the original Hebrew would have said rather than trying to have to guess if there were mistakes made from the Masoretes. And so so I think these scrolls are huge for us as Christians. Nine of the 11 caves had biblical text. More than half of them were found as fragments in cave four because they didn't put those in the jars that we see in cave one where the seven scrolls were actually put uh, for safekeeping. Well, here's one thing for sure. The Romans come in AD 68. So none of the scrolls 
could have been written after that period. Right. Now, scholars say that probably the scrolls go up to, what, A.D. 50. But certainly, you cannot say that any of these scrolls were written after A.D. 68. And I think that's important. It shows that they're very early. Some of these scrolls before even Jesus being born. Yeah. So if you're going to take the Mormon argument, well, we believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it's translated correctly. And you're going to assume, as Mormon leaders have tried to say, that the transmission of the text was corrupted over the years. The Dead Sea Scrolls tend to put that argument away. Right. It would be difficult for a person to prove that statement. It's not that Mormons don't believe it, because Mormons tend to believe whatever their leaders tell them. And whatever Joseph Smith said, that's what they go with. But the evidence doesn't seem to support it. And one thing the evidence also doesn't support, it doesn't support that the people who are writing these scrolls that we have today believed in many areas like Mormons. And of course, Charles Abbott's going to try and make that case. And Dennis K. Brown tries to make that case in his book that he wrote on that subject. So we're going to be looking at some of the things that Abbott said, because he listed, what, Eric, five specific alleged proofs that show that the Dead Sea Scrolls confirm Mormon doctrine. Let's give a little more background to these scrolls. They date from 250 B.C. to A.D. 50. And they actually did not get released until the 1990s. So if you would have talked about what we're going to talk about here in the show this week in 1980s, you would not be able to have the information we would not know. But there were political situations. They were finally released in the 1990s, and the final publishing of the scrolls was in 2002. Most of the scrolls are written in Hebrew. A few are done in Aramaic and Greek. And the vast majority are written on animal skin, which we call vellum or parchment. There were a few papyri, and even one scroll was written on copper. And we'll talk a little more about that this week. And, and we need to also say that most of the scrolls were found as fragments. Very few of them were found in the jars. And so the scholars have had a lot of work to do over the years as they put all of these pieces together to make an understanding of what it would have said. But this study has been going on for many, many years, but we are privileged to be able to have the internet and you can go read the scrolls for yourself on the internet or you can buy whole books. And so there's no mystery as to what is found within the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now we should say to their credit that we are not aware of any current church leaders, LDS church leaders, I'm not aware of any current LDS scholars that are pointing to the Dead Sea Scrolls and drawing the same conclusion that Dennis K. Brown and Charles Abbott have drawn. And that's true. But there have been a number of people over the years. And when this book, Secrets of the Dead Sea Scrolls, that was written by Randall Price, in 1996, this is what he said. He actually deals with this specifically. And he says, many of today's cults in the New Age movement have drawn parallels between themselves and Qumran doctrine and practice in order to historicize that belief. And we should mention that Randall Price is the founder and president of a ministry called World of the Bible Ministries. He is also a distinguished research professor at Liberty University and he directed the Center for Judaic Studies from 2010 to 2016. Dr. Price is also the adjunct professor of apologetics at Veritas Evangelical Seminary in California, and he's written several books on archaeology, 
But he's also written a book that we are going to be citing quite a bit in this series, and that is the book titled Secrets of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, when you look at his academic accomplishments, again, when you compare a guy like Dennis K. Brown and a Charles Abbott, they don't come even close to the credentials that uh, Randall Price has. He received his master's degree from Dallas Theological Seminary in Old Testament and Semitic languages, and he received his doctorate from the University of Texas at Austin in Middle Eastern studies with a concentration in Jewish studies and biblical archaeology. I don't even have time to go through all of his accomplishments over the years. I want to add one more thing about Dr. Price. He actually discovered a cave in 2017 that is very much in line with the scrolls having been in there. They were no longer there, so they're not calling it Cave 12, but it's a very important discovery, and it made international news when he did that. Tomorrow, we're going to continue our look at some of the claims that these two Mormon writers have made for the Dead Sea Scrolls and Mormon doctrine, as well as some of the rebuttals that Dr. Randall Price has given regarding their alleged findings. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. You just listened to today's broadcast of Viewpoint on Mormonism. But did you know that you can hear previous shows at your convenience? The Viewpoint on Mormonism podcast is free on the Internet and will help you learn more about the LDS religion. Feel free to listen on your computer or download to your favorite listening device. Just go to mrm.org and click on the right side where it says On Air. All of our shows are here, so visit mrm.org today.